Hey, AfterBuzz TV, can you believe we've gone through 100 episodes of Showtime Shameless? That's right, we've got our homicidal mojo. It's back, baby, because why? 52% of us are actually bigots. What am I talking about? Well, the plot of the 100th episode. And if you have no clue, then go check out the episode, then check us out. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz that's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're recapping the 100th episode of Shameless, a show that if you try to actually string a sense with what the hell goes on, sounds like gibberish. Sure does. That is the voice of J.J. Jurgens. Hi, guys. We have, of course, Juliet Bear. Hi, guys. 100. That's right. And drunk out of her mind celebrating as Haley Clover. Yeah. She'll enjoy this episode later, I'm sure. Yeah, she's <laughs> Or the... maybe now, super drunk with her yeah. family. <laughs> she's the Frank of our uh, show. <laughs> and I'm Phil Svitek. Good to be here. We've got a jam-packed episode for you. We've got to talk about tonight's episode. Of course, all the past 100 episodes. And we're going to bring you some news and gossip. And kind of, you know, reminisce in, in old times. So we've got some behind-the-scenes photos of prior episodes, you know, throughout the seasons that may or may not bring a tear to you. Aww. So we'll see. Did you catch there on Instagram they did uh, a clip from each episode up to 100? It was really cute. It was fun to, like, just to, to see, you know, in 60 seconds or however long that was, just for that trip down memory lane. Absolutely. I mean, this... Uh the good news is uh, we're celebrating it, but but the cast have kind of been also mm-hmm. s- social mediaing out all these various things through for, from their memories. So uh, definitely lots and lots happening in this moment. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into any of that, I just want to kind of hear from you guys what you thought of this episode in particular. I really liked it. I thought strong episode. Um, I think the season has been great, and I just think there was a there was a lot that happened in this episode, and I I liked that it. I actually liked that it wasn't something different for the 100th episode. I like that they just kept going with where, where the story was at, and I feel like we saw a lot of different things with the characters that was going on now, and um, it was interesting, fun. Um, I'm liking it, I'm liking it a lot. All right. Uh, what about you, Julia? It was the, yeah, it was the perfect shameless episode. We, you know, a range of emotions. We had Frank and his riots, and then we had some emotional moments, and we had lots of laughter. I really, really enjoyed it. And we had a new, uh, old character come back, mm-hmm. Mr. Exactly. Yeah, so it was just, I thought that was a really cute, it was a wink to, I feel like, 100 hours of television that we celebrated tonight. So it was great. Interesting. Okay. Well, you? Well, I enjoyed the episode overall. I just, the hype towards it wasn't like this. I mean, based on the promotions, I thought we were getting like a Lord of the Rings, like the (laughs) final motivation, like we're going to, the final thing. Uh, And obviously the show's going to, it still has yet to get to its season finale. And of course, we've got more seasons coming up. Mm -hmm. So so all that stuff. But um, yeah, I I felt it was a fantastic episode. Just the buildup didn't quite build up to something. And in fact, um, you know, I, I think the the thing that I have with the show at the moment, if I'm going to be hypercritical, is that sometimes we do various storylines that um, I, not that we're just kind of building them when there's so much more interesting stuff. Uh, for example, I'm really interested in the, the Ian storyline and I'm, the, the Lip storyline tonight uh, just stole the show last minute, literally. Mm. 
Um, so that that's what I was most interested in. Yeah, I definitely I, – I actually – was more interested. I, I just get captivated with things with Lip. Like he's such a great actor, and there's there's so much emotion behind everything that he does. That that you know I, I like the gay Jesus stuff, but to me it's kind of I, I find more enjoyment in Lip and his storylines and seeing what his decisions he's going to make in his life. Fair enough. Well, let's before we'll, we'll definitely talk about them. They have uh, meaty storylines, so let's start with kind of what I thought. Debs and Alex, right? And I say because. <laughs> It's just kind of there. Um, it's not fully explored um, to the level that I think it perhaps could. It was could've... a little bit explored tonight. What, 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 what did you think? I mean, did you guys like we've talked about uh, all, all, you know a couple times? Like, is Debs really lesbian? Is she not? Like, what, what's going on? Go first. Um, I th- I thought this was really funny how this happened last episode and then it ended on this episode. It was super quick. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And I find a lot of humor in that. Um, I really enjoyed when they were having their conversations, and we kind of got to just Debbie is kind. Of, she, she's a little selfish, and we've seen this throughout the season. And she kind of just is always after her own uh, gain, which is understandable. But it's true that I feel like she was toying with uh, Alex's uh, emotions a little too much, without even realizing. And I think she's self-centered. Um, so I thought this was a really great way to remind us of that and explore that more. Um, I think it's great that she's trying to find herself and, you know, the trial and error, you, you figure things out, but yeah, I think this is more of a phase. Okay. I think it's just another thing that I think shows her age a little bit. Like I get why she's exploring, trying different things, but even how like the one night she decides to stay there, nobody knows where she's at. She just doesn't come home for Franny, you know, and it's like, well, Franny's there and where, where, she, where was she last night? And the whole family doesn't know. Um, but I did, I think I, I liked the humor of it. I liked, um, not of leaving Franny, the humor of their conversations as well, where she's just like, I don't know, but, you know, going through her guys and you could see the look on Alex's face when she's realizing that this girl is, is not a lesbian or at least to where she wants her to be at this point. And that, that, yeah, that she's kind of her trial and her kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think when you tell someone sex with a girl is like having sex with yourself. <laughs> not a good thing That to must say. have just really hurt because it's just like, what, well, in that case, just have sex with yourself. It just, it just, it. It's it's not a, a you thing. It's supposed to be an us thing. That's what relationships are. And she she's as you're saying, she's young and she's very about her, which is fine for her age for now. But you know, gotta keep. And right before that, she was talking about how big the other guy's dick was and the nice body. So she just really didn't set herself up in a good situation with Alex there. Yeah, but I I blame Alex equally because she's the one who suggested, hey, we should move yeah. in. And yeah. you know, if yeah. you have a history of this, you should probably be like, hey. Are you really a lesbian? Good and like, point. you know, I know you. I think you're just kind of exploring, and it's new to you. But maybe we should slow this I down. Like if not he dates move in. or something before moving in. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely yeah. some issues there. I mean, two days later, you're asking this girl to move in. Yeah. There's something not. You're, she has to check herself too. But she's reflecting <laughs> on herself now. She's not. She's changing her patterns and moving on. Good, but it just went from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And, you know, and, and would you have liked to have more episodes of this? Like seeing this relationship kind of. Evolve in different ways. 
Um, I mean, perhaps it'll be interesting to see kind of what Debs takes away from this experience. I, I don't think it was a bad experience. I know she's, uh, I don't know if heartbroken is the word because she didn't get her heart truly broken. Um, but I think it is an opportunity to self-reflect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but but I like the cause. You know what I mean? Like it started off with this altruistic idea and then it became very selfish. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully she goes back to that altruism. All right. Speaking of uh, altruism, three vaginas for the alibi, <laughs> which is it. the safest rating a bar can get from Vagina Safe Inc., which is, of course, run by Kevin mm-hmm. and V. Mm-hmm. Their first client, I love it, Spread Eagle Bar. <laughs> they were number two in terms mm-hmm. of rapiest bars in Chicago. Now they're number one. I think this was fantastic. I think it gives them a way to make extra money, you know, maybe help out their kids a little bit. And I liked seeing them. Ha- I like. I love seeing Kevin in a suit, the glasses, like, and be all dressed. Like, I like this little story for them. And uh, I like the pride they're taking in making it a vagina-safe zone for everybody everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's a great hustle. And, uh, yeah, I like this consulting firm that they're starting. <laughs> and uh, before that, I also really enjoyed how um, – you know, in this era, there's a lot with the Everything Me Too and just all these awful things that are coming to light. And it's a good that they are coming to light. Um, but it's kind of nice that Shameless is able to put a little humor on that. On all the darkness, is still they're still mm-hmm. able to make you smile. And we were they were qualifying what type of oh, yeah. perv slash rapist people were, depending on their actions with the little boards. I, I really enjoy it. I think it's cool mm-hmm. to put, put a smile with all this darkness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully... Hopefully those guys change, too. It's not just the bar. <laughs> yeah, I, ho- I hope they change as well. You're right, because some of it was kind of funny, and then some of it I was just like, oh, wow, whoa, okay. You that, the, when, uh, One said that he basically just really full-on raped someone. Yeah. The, the, he said, oh, I put a quaalude in. Is that bad? And then I had sex with her. Yeah, you just admitted to raping someone. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's a Cosby. Happened. That's yeah, a Cosby. Yeah. So definitely not good. <laughs> Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, I am curious to see what's happening with the twins, you know, ever since they went off to school. Uh, and, you know, what's happening with them. Oh, that's, that's right. Um, so, I don't know. It's just interesting to note, not that we have to talk much about it. Uh, speaking of school stuff, though, Liam. Mm-hmm. Normally the Gallaghers get held back, as Liam points out. But this time, we're not skipping one grade. We're skipping a crap ton of grades. We're going from third yep. to sixth. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Smart kid. Smart mm-hmm. kid indeed. Um, and you could tell. I mean, he had some. Fr- he, he was frustrated. He, he went through that math quiz like, like nothing. Oh, super, yeah. super quick. And it's. I mean, we've seen these within the Gallagher men. That they're, they're smart men. Frank is super smart. Lip obviously is super smart. And I, and he's our. You know, um, he's our last hope. So I really hope that. Liam, you know, gets somewhere, and this is going to help him. Um, I'm also nervous that maybe now that he has his protector is not going to be the same grade as him. Will he, that protector stay with him? What does that mean, being with older kids? There's maybe threats there. This, Todd is a really big third grader. Yeah. I think now he's that, supposed to be I, in sixth I, grade. Let me back, right? I was like, hold on a second here. <laughs> yeah. I had a little reverse right yeah. there. So... <laughs> Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I, I like Liam's storyline, and I, I like. I, I would like to see it explored more. And again, 
I enjoy it, but sometimes we go off these tangents that, that we're always kind of cobbling stuff together that it's not as um, strong. Like, I, sometimes I prefer to, to, to go from one to the other and have it be more strung together so that way the emotional impact hits more than just having to be like... Because I, I know the joke is like, what, you didn't watch last week? The, the, mm-hmm. Their little recaps, and it's like, okay, but sometimes things are too separated <laughs> out. I remember them, but emotionally it doesn't quite hit me mm-hmm. as much. And... uh I feel for Liam. Mm-hmm. I feel. All right. Um, let's talk about Carl. This uh, this was some interesting developments mm-hmm. here. Uh, Carl's definitely gone a certain way. As, as I joked about in my intro, there's homicidal mojo. And is it back? Mm-hmm. Or is it not for Carl? Um. I just love this storyline. I love how he just knocked on someone's door and, and asked how to get that back. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part of the episode. I think it's back. He had a, he had a huge smile on his face when he shot that kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think I think what he needed, right? He needed inspiration. And hearing just someone go off reciting poetry <laughs> was for Carl, the the most like awful thing that he could imagine. So he's like, "You want me to shoot you?" And and I appreciate like what made it funny was the fact that Ben did go along with it and he thanked Carl mm-hmm. for this act. And so it wasn't just senseless violence that we're like, "What just happened?" And then for a second, I thought it was actually good. Like he was going to bleed out, and then I'm like, "Oh no!" Now Carl has like really killed somebody, and then we thought we might, we might go a dark way and we have to deal with him him doing that. But um, I think he was struggling through much of the episode of if he could actually if really shoot somebody and if he could follow through with it. Um, but then, yeah, judging by the big smile at the end too, I felt that that was his like, "Yeah, okay, I'm going to go to West Point. I can yeah, do this for sure." <laughs> but I'm also nervous because like, how is this kid going to explain to his family members that he got shot in the leg? <laughs> I just I, I I'm a little nervous that this might come back and hurt him mm. in a way. I don't. It's not a shameless thing. I think I it's a shameless know. thing. I think they'll they keep it. Yeah, yeah it's true that that's what you know says. It, they yeah. just keep it moving. Uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things. But it is interesting to note that as seasons go by, there is a calling for each of these Gallaghers, and uh, if they're ready to step into it, I think they can make a life for themselves. And uh, you know, Carl for better or worse, blowing up things has always been his interest. And I think this is this is going to be good for him, just like Ben now gets to go to Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed for, for Ben, now that he's a crippled poet. Um, any other f- thoughts on Carl? Um, I just, I, I kind of enjoyed how he... He's still not getting with the dogs. There was that moment where he was second guessing his, you know, if he could go to West Point, if he wasn't able to hurt these dogs, as uh, Ian was pointing out. And I kind of, in a funny way, enjoy how they were saying, "No, you, you don't have to do that." Like that doesn't mean any; those two are not correlated. So I thought that was that was cute. <laughs> well, in fact, they're cor- correlated the opposite way. Um, the enemies kill dogs. Yeah, yeah. The they eat them. Yeah. <laughs> So just remember that next time you're killing, killing them, mm-hmm. which is a, quite a frightening thing to tell someone, but sure, mm-hmm. if you really think about it in that sense, um, absolutely. All right, before we get into the next topic, we do want to let you know that here at After Buzz, 
one of the things that we obviously do is talk about TV shows. Not only do we talk about Shameless, but we talk about a plethora of TV shows. In fact, um, if you just took all the shows that me, JJ, and Juliet host, you'd have a whole entire network, right? Mm-hmm. However, it doesn't stop there. It's not just the shows we host and the TV shows we talk about, um, whether it's Shameless, Nashville, Sacred Lies for You, South Park for Me, and mm-hmm. so on and so on. We have other hosts who host hundreds of other shows and so we've really tried to do the best we can in terms of tv coverage for you here at the network and so and one of the things um that to to help you out we've divided our youtube sections uh based on genre so you can find it that way so uh definitely subscribe and go on Mm -hmm. something for everybody out there all kinds of things um okay so Let's talk about the return of Milkovich. More importantly, <laughs> Frank continues at this campaign aspect and brings in Milkovich. And uh, first, okay, sorry, let me backtrack real mm-hmm. fast. Have you guys? I'm not that political. Have you guys heard of a runoff? No, I didn't know. No, I haven't either. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> we are fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, that's okay. sorry. <laughs> but I do I do have to say I mean um we celebrated recently National Register Registered to Vote, to vote. vote Day. <laughs> so uh, anyone listening if you haven't done so go go ahead and do that. And I really enjoyed how they're kind of just making, you know, winking at what's going on politically in our world right now and how important it is to vote and how I just really enjoyed how everyone was just gathering together and really, you know, debating what their values were, uh, things of that nature. And that's where it starts with small communities, especially, you know, seaside. Well, again, then they always tie it into real life stories that are going on. And with our last election, there was many stories about people blocking people to or intimidating people at the polls. And so, again, I like how they pull that. And I did not imagine Milkovich coming back for it, though. I was surprised by that one. I didn't see that one coming. But but, but, yeah, I, but I'm glad because I'm sure he brings some crazy back. Yeah, and it's kind of a nod to the fans as far as like uh-huh. we're not we're not going to bring back. All the Milkoviches, uh, and you know the one. Yep. <laughs> but we're gonna bring back at least the father. Yeah. It's not the Milkovich yeah. we wanted. It's the Milkovich we got. <laughs> yeah. I like him. Though. It made me happy that he came back. Do you think we're gonna see more of him in an upcoming episodes, or is it a one-off, one hundred? I think it was just a one-time deal. It was for the polls. I mean, here's the thing. I kind of look at the storyline, and I know this ties into Fiona and whatnot, but I want to get from your perspective, like. I appreciate the fact that they're bringing politics into this, and, and obviously, based on the election, you know, you can look at. No one expected Trump to win. A lot of the news outlets were kind of laughing that Trump would never win, that he would get whatever six percent, just like Mo White would, and all of a sudden he ends up winning. Mm-hmm. So I get that commentary, but up until let's say the last two episodes, politics didn't seem as important to the characters, and in particular. Kind of shifting gears. I apologize, but Fiona, uh, you know, for her to be so suddenly concerned with politics, it seemed not fully authentic. I, I disagree mm. with that because um, she is really turning a new leaf, and she's starting to finally, after all this time, watch out for her own interests. And you know, she's opening up these businesses. She's trying to be an entrepreneur. And I think I think this really aligned with the new Fiona that we're seeing. It's a graduation of uh, what's been happening with her character. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with that too because I think until you start owning things like like going through what she's doing, then you then you 
sadly kind of do pay attention to politics more and what each different cause is because how it's going to affect you you know i know like like for homeowners there's always like oh no whoever will help like rates with that and different things um so i think it made sense that she was that and i do like uh, i know we were kind of on the fence about ford last time but i liked him in this episode and i liked how he kind of pushed her like to ask herself some questions without like telling her what to do or, you know, or, or changing for her either. I thought, that in contrast to kind of the neediness we saw last episode, I liked the way he handled situations this episode. Well, I, I guess my issue with it is perhaps maybe it's not necessarily with Fiona, but it's, it's we don't know fully the fact that Wyman's supposed to be the one we're voting for versus Ruiz. Um, we don't know much about them. I'm not connected to them. And so in that sense, I don't know the difference uh, you know, all we know about them, she wants to bring, she wants to build a museum for Martin Luther King and so forth, and he wants to do something else entirely. And so it's like, how did we get to this conclusion? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the the one we know most about is Mo White, <laughs> and he ends up winning. <laughs> so that's kind of my problem with it. Um, although from a story perspective, I did like them bringing up the, the notion of, yeah. Uh, What's what's worse, you know, kind of going off on your own and becoming successful, or are you letting down people like Frank? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where's that? And how how did that sit with you? Because it's obviously a very political issue. Um, but do you just let deadbeats like Frank? Like, yeah, I I don't know. It, to be honest, well, I'll turn it to you guys. I still don't fully understand what caused that shift. Obviously, the right was one of the, a motivational factor, but I still don't understand what made her not vote for the guy that she really wanted to vote for. Do you, how did that Because it, I think, I think the shift was thinking that like she was not, she was doing a disservice of like lots of times those, the, the thoughts behind what those, poli- that politician was fighting for would be for people like her and her family and struggles that they're facing. And I think she felt that if she voted for the other one, she would be turning her back against, um, kind of where everything. she, everything. Yeah. That she knew when she came from and, and opportunities, but I do also understand her side, which is I think this is the problem with a lot of the, a lot of the things that our government sets up is then you do have people that abuse the system, like Frank, who take it for you know granted, or people out there who you know that you that, that then other people do get mad because your taxes are going for people who are completely abusing the system and not trying to get work and not trying to right. to better themselves and just you know mooching off the system, and so I think she's in that struggle of. There are some people that really need it and legitimately are helped by it, and then there's others that are frank. Absolutely. (laughs) And then, of course, there's people like Mo White who just end up understanding, (laughs) like, you're not going to change it one way or the other, so just coast by. And get with a young girl. (laughs) They really exploded. Kitty. That was crazy. They really went far with that storyline. Because, like, last episode, it was a little questionable. I was like, oh, but she looks, you know, she... She looked older. She said she was older, yeah. so it could have been, like, technically a misunderstanding. But this was full-on, like, oh, no, you you are definitely a pedophile, my friend. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate what I said last time. And I'm going to use – when you have people that are being classified as a Cosby, as a Weinstein, as you know, all the other things that, that the alibi now classifies you as, and they're the ones telling you, bro, she looks 12, you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> When the um, when, yep. when when the 
what would be like a term for like the axis of evil, right? The opposite of a Justice League. When the ju- when the, the axis of evil that is like all those people, and they tell you you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> so well said, well said. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but you know, Mo Mo did win. This will uh, we'll we'll talk about in predictions, kind of where that leaves us and what this fully means. I, I'm very curious. Um, but I, let's let's shift into Ian, right? Because uh, Ian and Lip are very similar in terms of their feelings for this episode. Uh, Ian says he's unclear. Lip says, I don't know, which is essentially the same emotion. Uh, as far as Ian, I... What what I, what I want to see him do is really talk. Like I'm, I'm glad we got scenes with him and the girl talking about the various movement and where we're at with it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as ki- kind of, I, I just wanted to speak more. He's not being honest with himself, and I, I don't need him to know all the things. I just need him to communicate with the right people. How did you guys feel? Mm-hmm. I liked that he was, um, that I saw him at least questioning things more inside of himself this this episode. I feel like before he's always just been like on this pedestal and on this kick, you know. And this time I feel him, um, you know, thinking whether, like, is it really, sorry, like when he was saying that... um, um, that they don't they don't want him to take the deal and is can he really look at ten to fifteen years in jail and finally see him questioning instead of just doing things irrationally so I like that um, yeah I like that too he's he, that he's starting to form an opinion and I also enjoy the fact that they um, had the chase a scene with the the homophobic yeah. uh, men. Uh, because it kind of reminded us, and it reminded him especially, how this all started. And I think there's been a lot of con- conflict of, like, because this has gotten so big, w- what's the true mission? And I think that really was a good way to remind him, like, that is why. And there's we need to find a way to balance that and not have the fires. I mean, the fires are a little much, but there's something that he that's in him that he needs to be fighting. Yeah, and I, I think what his biggest issue at the moment is that no one is listening to him. Like they've, they, they're making all these posters. They, they've already decided what he's supposed to. He's just mm-hmm. a puppet. Mm-hmm. And it was before. Like no, they were, they were actually listening to him. Now, as long as he stands for a message that they're okay with, then that's what he's supposed to do. But he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What if I don't agree with that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, I mean, ten to fifteen years. He better like it's a good cause if he's willing to do that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you don't yeah. just decide that for another person and again like you said it's it's also now it's grown to so big like they had all these social media followers and they have people in germany and people all these things that aren't really what he you know he can't really control what they're doing and like you said are they really going out doing following his word or is he like tell or is it now it's just this thing that's like caught fire and it's all like yeah mayhem i agree it seems like he's more so the face he hasn't been yeah. you know since the he first went to jail, I don't see him taking any action. He's been being told what's doing, what's happening. He's being told who's being hired. Hired. He's being told what actions are being taken, and he's not really taking an initiative. So, I don't know if it's worth going to prison or not because he doesn't seem to grab so much ownership over it. And they're even putting campaigns together to figure out what they're going to do once he is in prison. He's just the face, but he has to live with the biggest consequences. So, I really hope he figures that out. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so too. I think I think I, I, this is the most clear that I've seen him yet, and I like the direction that he's headed. 
Um, so, so I do appreciate that. I think it was a, you know, it was a very big episode for Ian. Just again, it's maybe lost and sprinkled in among these other big important things. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest one of all, though, lip, and it didn't seem as big going into it, but certainly mm-hmm. by the end, woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, you know, we, we've talked about him and Zan and his love for Zan more specifically uh, throughout. And, it, you know, now it really gets tested. It's not just the authorities telling him. Um, it's It, it kind of comes to a head with it. And I, you know, when he first says, I don't know what to do, I really thought he was over over his head on this one. But what he pulls out, I thought, was the best decision he could have made. So before we, like, talk about the twist of it all, I want to know, like, from from your perspective, his actual action, his decision to be, like, I'm going to sell the bike, I'm going to give the girl 10 grand, and that's it. Thoughts on that decision? A um, couple things. I was actually happy he didn't give her all the money, right, because he sold the bike for 12. So he's keeping two. No, two is what it cost him to do it. Two is what it cost him to do it. What do you mean? So that was his expenses. When the guy comes, he says, how much did you sell it for? He said 12000 Yeah, but earlier, they, anyway, it's, okay. it's a mute point. Mm-hmm. He, a mute point. His expenses were two grand. Okay, I take that back. Because I thought, I was like, oh, okay, he's smart. He's, like, keeping a little cushion for himself. So that, that I'm not happy about because <laughs> I think it's great that he has this mission to be helping other people. But he hasn't helped himself in a really long time. Um, so that I find a little a bit disappointing. But I do think that it is smart that he was aiming to get the paperwork and he was aiming to get this in get this in order because it could really blow up in his face really quickly without talking about the turn of events. He technically is kidnapping this kid. His mom's looking for her and he's she's staying at their house. She's a minor. She's a young girl. This is highly illegal and very dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Well, you go ahead. Yeah, I just I really enjoyed actually seeing him make this d- thought out decision and um, now that we've seen him you know sober and making decisions for his life I, I kind of welcomed this before I was like not so much if I wanted him to have you know have a kid but seeing how much that he cares about her and I was like I was I was on board you know and I liked that he was doing the same thing I liked that he was doing it the right way getting the paperwork so that, that she would be out of his life and you know he's in charge and and I thought it was all going really well yeah the only mistake he made well, maybe not the only one, but a, certainly a major one. We've been saying that we want him to have an official talk with Zan. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. he, he starts when he says, hey, if, you know, would you want to stay here forever? And she said, if my mom doesn't come back? And that's the thing that he doesn't yeah. answer. Because yep. he knows the truth and, he, and he's, uh, he's being judgmental. And, and therein lies Liv's problem. I think, you know, uh, he, he has too much judgment against other people. And especially when he's been in their position, I don't think he has, no one has the authority to judge other people. You know, that's when you become gay Jesus. <laughs> but it's, it's a hard, it's a tough call because it's like, how are you going to tell her that her mom at that age, you know, that her mom is hooking and, you know, using and it's just, it, it's definitely, if he didn't say it now, then it's going to be a fight when that girl gets a little older too and she's a teenager and starts asking more questions or if the mom from somewhere down the road breaks her agreement and, you know, starts to find her. It's not going to turn out well, but, you know, it's kind of like I kind of understand at that time he at least did all the right things, talking with the mom and I don't know. I mean, I I think there's a way to have the conversation without, like, saying your mom's a hooker, but (laughs) um, 
I, again, it's very easy for How us to How do you, say, though? Because whatever you say is a lie, unless you basically tell her exactly what her mom's doing. Your mom's sucking. You know? Uh, I mean, I'll, maybe I'll write some fan fiction and, and tell it to you, but I don't know. Certainly, certainly, Zan, you know, she has this instinct to follow Lip because him saying, like, I'll be back, that's exactly what her mom used to yeah. probably say to her. And lo and behold, there's the mom. Now, you know, you can tackle it from a couple of different angles, but the question that's burning in my mind is he he drops the 10 grand. Um how do you guys take that? He leaves it there for them. Yeah, I mean that, and it seemed like quick judgment too, because he seemed really heartbroken with what was happening, because it was hitting him that as much as he loves this little girl, he's not her family. He never fully will be. Um, and it seemed rather quick because you could see the pain in his face, and then he was just like, "Oh!" And he just threw the bunny and just ran away. And it was a little too quick. I wish he had thought about that a little bit more because um, ten grand is a lot of money. But it also, it, you can spend that quickly, you know. It's, mm-hmm. We don't know what the what mom's track record is. Drugs, uh, as we hear, she's on. That, that could be gone really quickly. And so it's all this money that you put so much time and effort to gain. And it doesn't seem like you're really putting it in the best place. Because maybe you should, you know, give it in payments. So you should just have a plan. You don't just hand a wad of money like that. Completely agree with you. I was going to say the same exact thing. Like, I, I think he felt, yeah, that that she needed to be with her mom. Yeah, that, that their family can't break that up. But, but yeah, I think the dropping the 10K was not the good, the right decision. And that's it's- a... And that's a big issue with him. He he very often makes decisions based on emotion rather than thought. And that's a very dangerous combo. Well, I, I understand that moment, you know, it's not like he would... Here's the thing. If he doesn't leave that money in that moment, I don't think he's ever seeing Zan or or her. He might see Zan eventually when she gets dropped off or whatever. But I think he's saying, like, listen, just please take the money and, like, survive, live. Like, do basically do better. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what you're about, but just I'm going to give you the money and do better. I definitely think that's what he was saying. But I just think you can't trust somebody like that who was doing no, drugs and, and just, you know, who was honestly wanted to look at the paper so she was considering doing it you know so i think given that no you can't leave her the money can't in in a sense you you are correct i think like had they signed the papers the next day and like she would have found out or like caught them and all of a sudden obviously the once the papers are signed it becomes sort of irreversible in a sense i mean nothing's fully Mm -hmm. irreversible but uh in that sense she would have hated lip uh, Zan would not mm. not the mom. Uh, interestingly enough, the, the the mom's name is Mercy. <laughs> yes. So she was afforded mercy today. Um, certainly the heartbreak moment of the episode, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately we've also got a lot. This, this is a jam packed episode. 100 episodes we've gone through, so we want to get to some of the other stuff as well. So we're gonna truncate this portion. If there's other stuff you want to talk about with us about this particular episode, by all means, go in the comment section. We love interacting with you guys. Uh, I certainly read your comments at George Spawn whenever I can. It's a lot of fun. You guys are very smart. You guys have really <laughs> great opinions. Love it. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's cut to some photos of behind-the-scenes moments from the various past seasons. Um, for those of you that are listening on audio only, Screen Rant, if you type in Screen Rant, shameless, uh, behind-the-scenes photos, uh, this will come up for you. But here's... Here's a photo of mm-hmm. very early days. 
Yeah, we're Jimmy look- Steve. <laughs> Jimmy Steve is in this picture. That's how old it is. <laughs> we're looking at a black and white uh, Polaroid where the whole cast is sitting on the steps of the oh. uh, Gallagher house. So, so we'll do this. We'll kind of cycle through each, and you just you just throw out a memory or motion that that you associate with it. Uh, this looks like it's a picture that's mm-hmm. behind the scenes. They're on set. They're just having dinner. Uh, this is <laughs> sassy, sassy Emma <laughs> Emma Kenny. Uh, she is posing near a director's chair, and she has her foot on, I guess, a little table, giving us major sass vibes. That was years ago. Uh, this is them. Hang- so this is a couple of the cast members hanging out outside of uh, shooting. They're they're at a restaurant. So um, the whole notion that they've all been friends for a long time, mm-hmm. obviously, isn't is not false. It's definitely mm-hmm. not a myth. Uh, so this is. Uh, this is our girl Fiona on the day of her "quote unquote" wedding. So this she, was a rough episode. This was a tough. This was. A, remember, yeah, this takes me back to that one. Emotionally I rough. Yeah. Yes. I feel like we hadn't had one of those gut wrenching, just crying and crying episodes in a while. Which this one was when she uh, is left at the altar. She's not really left at the altar. She, oh, sort of. She does and doesn't end up getting yeah. married because uh, her boyfriend slash fiance slash. Never husband uh, has a huge drug problem. <laughs> she uh, is wearing a veil and she's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. So this is probably they're like in rehearsal or something. It's a really yeah. funny picture, mm-hmm. indeed. And this is uh, this is them kind of on set. Uh, there's there's Svetlana, Mickey. Ha! <laughs> yes, true that. Cast. Oh, that's a cool shot. There's Bill Macy. So I believe this is him directing. It's a very directing type picture. He's mm-hmm. just there's camera equipment. He's looking all artsy and looking away. <laughs> yeah. And there's uh, there's them young again. Um, so love it. Mickey was there. Oh, so crazy Sammy. Here's uh, here's Carl, and they're uh, installing some lights over his head. <laughs> he don't give two. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, we have Emma directing in the director's chair. She has her glasses, her little headset. And Emmy. It's I very say? easy to get confused Emmy. between Emmy and Emma. Emmy. Emmy, apologies. Emmy, thank you for that I have to touch. think about that every time. So lots of times with this. <laughs> yes. She's just so concentrated, looking awesome. Ooh, what's this? So this is Mickey and uh, Frank going toe-to-toe behind the scenes. <laughs> just having fun. <laughs> having fun. Yeah, it looks like they're arguing. Maybe they're practicing or they're just being very... They're in a passionate conversation. They're about to kiss. Or they're about to, <laughs> about to make out or fight, or maybe both. <laughs> uh, we have Ian and Fiona. Wow, this is from season one. They both look super, super young, especially Ian. He has a baby face. It's, mm-hmm. um, and it looks like they're, uh, what's that called? They have their hands in front of them, you know, when you try to, like... Framing up a shot. They're framing mm-hmm. up a shot with their hands. It's really cute. We have Frank uh, sitting on the porch. Getting in character. Getting in character. He has a headset on him. Uh, is that Fiona? That yeah. is Fiona having yeah. some fun behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> in her baseball shirt, sweater. And then this is a table read with the whole cast, um, which looks... I'm, I wish I could be part of, like, a fly on the wall for those. Um, this is some... Uh, these are some, hmm. not merchandise, but uh, some gifts, if you will, for the cast. Oh, cool. From, we have some Showtime. scripts and then, yeah, like some knickknacks with Shameless on them. And a photo shoot for Noel Fisher, a.k.a. Mickey. <laughs> His first photo shoot, apparently. Oh. Interesting. Um, okay, so Courtney Cox apparently is a fan of Shameless, and this is her stopping them as they're filming in Chicago. <laughs> so you can't quite see her face, but it's Courtney Cox. 
She just <laughs> legit stopped them as they're filming. She's like, I love the show. I know. So, but you're in the business. You know you don't do that. Come on, Courtney. Do okay, but, but here's the thing. Uh, if, you're, if you're shameless and you get a press hit that Courtney Cox stopped you from That's filming, yeah. it's much more worth it than getting that once yeah. take. You're going to redo that. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> and it's really cool. So they, they shoot some stuff out here in LA and some stuff in Chicago. So this is really, sh- it's ni- nice to see them really in the right city. So years ago, Lip and Mandy dated on the show, but they also dated off the show. I didn't know that. Is that that's crazy? It is true. Ah, hmm. um, there's Bill Macy again directing. Wait, I want to know more. Did they when did they break up? Slash, did they have to have sex scenes when they Listen, were not together? I am not an expert. You guys, I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole and I'm gonna figure this out for you guys next week. All right, and there's uh, there's there's them, Fiona. It's kind of behind the scenes. And that's the original Sheila. So before Joan Cusack, oh. that was going to be Sheila. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. So I apologize fact. for using the, the word that. She is, a, she is a woman. Who is this actress? Uh. She's really famous. Uh, she's on the show Moms. I'm wondering that's why she probably didn't do Shameless. Cause that was years one. removed, but oh, maybe. Maybe. Um, Allison Janney. Thank you. She would have been great, too. Yeah, but there's no one that could be. Joan's fun. Yeah, There's yeah. the original Liam's along with Justin <laughs> Chadwick. Oh. Um, and there, there's the cast with Svetlana yet again. And Bill Macy and Chanel have been having fun behind a fake backdrop of the town. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that is it. All right. So, without further ado, let's get into some shameless 100th news and gossip. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Alright guys, just two quick things. So, we have a little report from TMZ that Amira Johnson, who plays Zan, reportedly is getting 10k an episode. Woohoo! Um, and she's guaranteed to have at least 70 episodes, though, so that's a big 70k for her at her young age. And it sounds like there's going to be more of her even after that. So, for all those of us that maybe would have predicted tonight that that may be the end of that we'd see of her, or the end of the storyline... Guessing that's probably going to be a no on that, maybe? Yeah, we're certainly not going to follow Adventures of Zan and Her Mom. No. (laughs) So, unless it's Zan and Her Mom and Lip. (laughs) So. Yeah. So, all right, and then there was another article in the Hollywood Reporter, hollywoodreporter.com you guys should check out, and it was just um, John Wells talking about what's going to happen now with um, Emmy leaving. Um, And he just, he, you know, said things like, he, of course, you know, that he's going to miss her, but that he definitely can see the show going on and still being very popular and having a lot of things to go with it. He said that he did that. um, He proved that with ER, with multiple cast changes, so he doesn't, he thinks the same thing is going to be very true with it. So I'm sure he'll come up with a lot more storylines to to keep things going. Um, And and one of the things, you know, they they tried to get Emmy to stay. It's not like, but, but, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll come back in the future. They're always kind of open to that. Um, They were talking about rewriting the last few episodes to really do justice specifically for her. Uh, if, if this is indeed the last time we ever get to see her. Yeah, and he was saying in, the, in this article that he won't do something like the ER character that got brain cancer and went, <laughs> went out that way, that hopefully they're going to come up with something for her where her story will continue, the life will continue, and continually to be interesting so that when she comes, you know, comes back, maybe? You know, we'll, episode, we'll see. You yeah, know. that we'll see some, still get to see some little tidbits of her and how her life is going. Yeah, Absolutely. 
All right, uh, let's get into some quick predictions for the <sighs> next few episodes or next episode. And now your After Buzz TV predictions. What do we predict? DJ, <laughs> I always stink at these, but um. Well, because we saw some craziness in the in the trailer. Yeah. yeah like, well, how about this? Did does, does do we follow up with Mo White and does Frank kind of now just get tied into politics cool. further and further? I mean, something has to happen, right? I mean, yeah. what, it'd be weird to just drop it. And now they kind of created this whole fallout, which I'm sure is going to affect. Because he said he's not going to do anything, so he's not going to push for any anything for either the group. So maybe maybe. Um, maybe this is Frank's new thing. He'll start taking on different causes, or yeah, he could just uh, be a uh, political manager for other candidates. Mm-hmm. It was a lucrative business, and he won, so his track record already is pretty good. So that'd be interesting to see. Um, what I really actually enjoyed in this episode was just the back and forth between Fiona and Ford. It's very interesting when you have a relationship where people have you know beliefs that are. That are not the same, and we've been seeing this throughout episodes, and I'm just excited to see more of that and how they explore that. How how can you be in a relationship with someone that's so different than you and has completely different views than you? Is it a good thing? Does it challenge you, or is it maybe you know compromises what you really truly believe? So, Got it. I want to see more. I'm most curious into the lip and Ian's storylines. I really want to see them go further. Sometimes. You know, when, when you're a writer, you kind of avoid certain things because, you know, you have to kind of hold off until the season finale or something like that. I think they're doing that with Ian. Um, but I, I want to kind of see more throughout, uh, certainly, like, taking a plea bargain or plead insanity, all these different things they, they've been hinting at. So it'll be interesting to see how this develops. Um, I'm most curious with him. And if I had to kind of say anything about the show, I sometimes I wish that they sort of default to more comedy than drama at times mm-hmm. um, and in the past perhaps they've been more drama less comedy and I'd like to kind of see a slight return back to the more serious stuff at times I would agree with that yeah. one do you yeah. want to cry? I want to cry yeah. I want to cry I almost cried like, you know I was holding back if, if you guys weren't there I definitely would have cried for Lip and uh, Zan oh, for sure mm. All right, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you know, one of the things you could do is leave us a comment. Let us know what your favorite moment of Shameless in the yeah. past 100 episodes has been. Hopefully, we'll get to do this a little bit more. I know uh, we should have probably extended the time, but nonetheless, we try to do our jobs in the time constraints that <laughs> we have. It goes uh, so fast. But you can interact with us at Bonjour Juliet. That's it. At JJ.Jurgens. And I'm at Phil Svitek, and of course, at Haley Clover for Haley, who could not join us tonight. Uh, hopefully, she sobers up before next episode. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, she's off doing uh, some other other Family stuff. Family stuff, yep. indeed. All right. Thank you, guys, as always. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Lemonos, will help you make your tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, the moment is the first. We're the biggest in the world. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 